It is Monday, the 24th of May, 2021. Independent comic book creator Dan Mendoza joins us today. And you're listening to the Handsome Genius Club radio show. Hey kids, welcome to the show. My name is Kingdom, Anthony Kingdom James, a.k.a. Anthony Retgazer. Uh, Yeah, big interview on today's show. I'm eager to get into it, so uh, we're not going to waste too much time. Uh, Before we move on to today's interview, though, a quick reminder that you can find me across all my social media at My Name is Kingdom. That's Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, and the all-important Patreon Uh, This Friday on the Patreon-exclusive episode of the podcast, I'll be talking to pro wrestler and rapper Kevin Bennett. You can tune into the exclusive episodes of the Handsome Genius Club, get the extra panel to all my comic strips, uh, see exclusive videos, and so much more for as little as $2 a month by subscribing to the Patreon. I have a goal of reaching 100 subscribers on the Patreon Help us get there at patreon.com slash my name is kingdom. And, and I'll be back here on handsomegeniusclub.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify on Thursday talking to Reed Duffy, the play-by-play voice of the Ontario Hockey League's Hamilton Bulldogs and Alpha One Wrestling, amongst other groups. Uh, until then... Take care of one another, find some good trouble to get into, and thanks for listening. Your Uncle Kingdom loves you. Hey kids, my guest today is the popular and prolific creator slash writer slash artist of such comics as Zombie Tramp, Dollface, Sad Girl Psycho Baby, and Lil Six Cannibal Kitty. His latest creation is uh, Sugar Pop number three, currently on kickstarter uh where he is my god a a, a, on the leading edge of crowdfunding and self-publishing uh ladies and gentlemen children of all ages please welcome dan mendoza to the handsome genius club hey dan oh hey how you been (laughs) (laughs) ladies and gentlemen high energy mr high energy himself dan mendoza what are you sandbagging me for man (laughs) <laughs> I get shy <laughs> I'm sorry for giving you such a, a nice intro Here, let me do it again Hey kids, here's this jerk <laughs> Mellow Man Dan no. <laughs> You know, when we, were, when we were talking about this When we were uh, arranging a uh, day and time I had forgotten that you moved I had complete because yeah, I man. I said to you what time you gave me a time and I was like yeah what time zone motherfucker and then I remembered oh shit <laughs> I'm uh, on your time zone yeah you're in Michigan now I forgot yeah. all about that how is Michigan treating you after years um, in Vegas <laughs> and growing up you grew up in L A right yeah yeah how is um I, we love we love Michigan, dude. It's awesome. How was snow? Uh, How was snow? It wasn't that bad, dude. It was like it was like six inches at the most. Like you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like 
crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Um, I, I bought like a, a nice, like little plow thing that I drive. That yeah. I could just, I could just bust out the, the driveway real quick. You know, it doesn't take its fun, you know, it's not a big <laughs> deal, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, you know what I mean? I don't, it, I don't live in an area where it's insane snow where there's five feet of snow or anything. So it wasn't a big deal. Okay. All right. I'm just, I'm, you know, but, you know just, I, I, I'm, I'm not used to, I'm not used to Southwest friends being eager to, uh, <laughs> be, <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, uh, it's, it's a crazy, uh, uh, like just shock culture, man. It's just, it's a totally different thing living in this Midwest, uh, you know, country area, you know what I mean? It's, 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 uh, it's nice. It's nice, uh, seeing trees growing up with, with no trees. And then all of a sudden I moved to this area where there's nothing but trees. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. You know what I mean? So, but, you know, you get people, you have people here that love Michigan or people here that are like, oh, you know, oh, you came from Los Angeles. Oh, why did you leave, man? It's up here. And I was like, no, it doesn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like Los Angeles is what sucks, dude. Los Angeles is terrible, dude. Yeah. And you probably, you probably bought a house for half or less than you would have something yeah, comparable where you were. Yeah. Yeah, I bought a house for like twenty bucks, dude. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> twenty bucks and the rest of this sandwich. Yeah, it's twenty bucks, and I'm still making the payments. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I know that that is bullshit. I know that that is bullshit. But yeah, it, and I'll I'll tell. Yeah, well, let me tell you here. Yeah, <laughs> the real estate here is. Uh, you know, you're paying a quarter of of what you'd be paying in Los Angeles. Okay. You're only paying a quarter. All right. Yeah, so. Because I, listen, let me, here's here's some of the homework I did before we we got together for this, and you uh, probably know this already. Um, you have yourself in the last three four years now. You've run three years. You've run ten. Kickstarters. You're in the midst of your tenth Kickstarter right now. And yes, I'm in my tenth Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. This is the ten and, and, and we're not talking we're not talking about the ones that uh you may have been involved in with your former publisher. We're talking purely yeah. about purely about your own. Ten Kickstarters. Purely yeah. And you are you are now above the eight hundred thousand dollar mark on Kickstarter. Did you know that? Oh man, no! <laughs> Way to get that calculator out. Oh shit, yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's still, as we record this, there's still 27 days to go on Sugar Pop number three. By the time this airs, it'll right. be down to about 20 days. And yeah. uh, but as of today, you are just over the eight hundred thousand dollar mark. Your your wow. the average pledge is about a hundred and twenty five bucks. What voodoo <laughs> magic is involved in creating that kind of loyal uh, loyal audience, my friend? Um, I don't know. I I've always been just like uh, just down to earth, and and I and I don't I don't consider myself better than my fans or anything like that. I, I just treat them like. I treat him like a friend, you know, when I see him at shows and they tell me who they are and I, 
I usually remember what their what their you know ID name is on on, <laughs> on social media. You know what I mean? And yeah. and uh, Bill McKay does the same thing. You know, we we just remember these people. You know what I mean? And 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 it, it's just. You know, you let them, you know, we let them hang out. Some people, if we have an extra chair, I'm like, you can take a break and sit. You know, you just, you just kind of, you're just treating them like, like people, dude. You're not, you're not treating them just as these things that give you money. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's always been like that. I, I, uh, every morning I, I make sure there's any messages from fans. I answer them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just constant, you know, talking. If I see that it's someone's birthday, I'll say happy birthday to them. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's not like, it's not something that like, like a fan of, of Thor is not going to get a, a message from Marvel Comics saying like, Hey, happy birthday. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just not going to happen. So, so being, being a self-publisher and just being like this two man crew of just me and Nightmare, it's just, you know I mean? We, we try to stay really personable to the fans and we, we treat them right, dude. You yeah. know, we just treat them right and they treat us right. So no, it, it's fantastic. And I've always, I've always been envious, not of, uh, not of your success, but of your, uh, your ability to connect with the fans, your willingness to connect with the fans. I am, I am a fucking hermit at the best of times. <laughs> I am afraid yeah, of <laughs> almost, I'm, 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 I'm afraid of the humans. And, and I think. Yeah, I have, um, I have like crazy anxiety problems. Um, yeah. Uh, but I, I went and saw a, uh, like a therapist for it because I didn't want to be on meds. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's rough sometimes, dude. Like, especially going to shows and stuff. Um, yeah. and it's, it's, it's rough, dude. But like, I kind of like, um, kind of have to breathe through it. And then I kind of just, I turn on, I turn into this, you know, not, I'm not acting fake or nothing, but I kind of have to give, um, Give people the damn Mendoza experience. Um, there's a comedian that talked that there's a comedian that talked about that, uh, when he met Arnold Schwarzenegger for the first time. Um, he was saying that he was in a line of people and, and he walked, Arnold Schwarzenegger walks down the line and, and, and does the same greeting, the same handshake, the same jokes to every single individual person because he wanted to make sure that everybody in that line got the Arnold Schwarzenegger experience. Dude. And I always remember that and I just think that's pretty cool. No, that that's amazing. And like I say, it is. It, and I've seen, I've seen you interacting with, uh, with crowds, and I know, uh, I know that I'm able to do that at conventions. But it's the fact that I also know that you know, it's like, hey, what are you doing after after the show today? And and your answer has been, uh, I got to hop online with the fans for a while. So. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, that, that's the side of it. That's the side of it that is, uh, astounding to me is your willingness to keep interacting with people, man. It's been fantastic. Yeah, we fantastic. do the, we do the videos. We do like a, uh, you know, quick live video. Like if we're at a show, let people know we're there. Um, you know, now, now we always, we always try to have an exclusive cover for that. You know what I mean? And then, um, you know, just, just little, little things that other people, other companies I've worked with and things like that, where they just never do as far as interacting with fans and stuff, where it's just like, you know, you're going to have an exclusive, you're just selling it at that show. What about all the people who couldn't make it? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I always have it. I, I bring so many books to a show and then I also make it available 
online in my online store, you know, and you make it available the entire weekend that you are at that show and then you close out the orders and then you just go to print real quick and, and then everybody's satisfied. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, 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 it's trying to keep everybody inclusive, you know, so yeah. it's pretty, all, um, that's the way to go. All the current books are set in what you call the sad girl universe. Can you, can you, yeah, can it's, you uh, describe that setting <laughs> for us? Yeah. It's like a Mad Max universe, um, where, where everybody, pretty much everybody is a mutant. There's, there's hardly any, you would hardly run into anybody that's a complete 100% human in the way humans used to look. Mm-hmm. So this is about, well, about 200 years in the future, but it's, it's, um, it's set with like a, like a Latino flair where you got, you got uh, these Mad Max kind of vehicles, but they're lowriders and, and you know what I mean? And everybody talks with uh with uh spanish slang you know what i mean and things like that and 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 for the, it's so funny because the the first few books of sad girl and even some of the other uh, characters like cannibal kitty and stuff like that we always put they always say certain things in spanish and then we put that asterisk and and what that how do you pronounce the word and what it means and stuff and then um i'm currently uh doing the lettering on sad girl four because we're going to go to print this week yeah and, and, you know, every time she said like a Mexican curse word or something like that, I was just like, I'm not going to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm just like, I gave you three issues with a full index of all these words, dude. <laughs> like, like, and, and it's not like, it's not like she's saying a brand new word. It's the same curse words, man. So I'm just like, oh, you guys, I, I think you guys should have, should have got it by now. <laughs> you're, you're expecting, you, you trust your fans to have a learning curve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, go. I got that. I have the I have the Spanish English dictionary app on my phone. That they should do. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What? Uh, so it's it's a futuristic society, and one of the things is uh, you you always describe that it is always twilight. In uh, it's always yeah. near. It's always it's, sunset on this planet. Yes, there's never there's. There's never, um, there's never blue sky. Like, like sad girl has never seen blue sky. Like she's seen it in books. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, but it's, it's, it's never happened. Like the sky is always like pinks and purples or oranges, you know, and things like that. But there's never a blue sky. And, um, and, um, if anybody's interested, it's like that, uh, we got the character Sugar Pop, who was kind of like her sidekick, but Sugar Pop's like a fully in-depth character and stuff. And, and we're currently, we're for this Kickstarter, we're on number three. And it's a four part origin story and sugar pot's been around since current time. And, um, and what it is, is, is like they were, there were the like brainwashed soldiers that came to destroy the earth mm-hmm. and how they do it is that they, they basically, whenever they show up on a planet, it's kind of like, you know, where silver surfer used to come and destroy planets and get it ready for Galactus. So they, they basically, um, they show up like almost like a care bear stare where all these unicorn soldiers show up. They all show up, and and then the the magic of their horns change the uh, the atmosphere, and then so then that's when it goes into perpetual sunset, okay. and then uh, humans can't breathe humans can't breathe it no more, and all that stuff, and then they either die or they mutate, you know what I mean? And that's and that's what how that all happens, you know. But uh, it's like sad girl never knows that that happens because they're buddies. She never told her so. <laughs> Hiding the deep dark secret. Yeah, but you know, I mean, who would give a shit? Sad girl doesn't give a shit. Like if she, if she told 
turn and say, oh, you know why the sky is pink is because I, me and my people turned it pink one day. But Sagal's not going to give a fuck because Sag, this was 200 years ago. Sagal wasn't alive. Yeah. You know, all she knows is the, the world she's in. So. And there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing she can do about it. Yeah, it's just, it's just whatever it is, what it is. But you know, but basically they, they sugar pop, um, the unicorn. Uh, they were, they were these soldiers for this other alien race that they just refer to as them. Um, but, uh, but they basically would destroy worlds and let, um, let that alien race populate on those planets. So that's what they had planned to do to Earth. Um, but it, it all went bad. Um, which is what we're doing in the origin story right now. Sugar Pop to see how that happened. Oh, and okay. How they ended up not taking over the Earth. So, yeah. so Sh- Sugar Pop, the Sugar Pop series is in a lot of ways an origin story for, uh, for Sad Girl as well. Yes, yes, it's, it's to let you know, like, how did Sad Girl's World become Sad Girl's World? Like, it's, you know, it's a good explanation of that, so. Very good. Uh, so this is, this is number three, and you've got, uh, huh? between Sad Girl Psycho Baby, Sugar Pop, and Cannibal Kitty, you, you're basically doing three series concurrently, and, uh, and shuffling the the Kickstarter so one after another every what three to four months um every quarter yeah about every quarter we try to do a Kickstarter so um last year we did four Kickstarters we did um and uh, the fourth one we did uh, an anthology book and it was um it was called the tales of ill because you know our studio is still ill princess and it was um it was just a bunch of short stories uh you know a bunch of short horror stories and yeah. um you know, it was me who wrote a lot, and then Nightmare wrote a bunch, and then uh, Sean Gabrin wrote a couple. I've heard um, of Sean Gabrin. And then, oh yeah, and then um, <laughs> so we we did that, and then it ended up, and then um, I always made these short like manga stories, these yeah. short stories that were black and gray with a little bit of color, and you read them backwards like traditional manga, and then um, and then I would uh, I would I would make those the exclusives when I went to shows. Yeah. Well, I had a big collection of those, so we put we put those in there too. So, we, so when you read the the new stories, the manga ones, you turn the book over and you read it backwards, you know, like traditional manga. But and then huh. we put a big art gallery in the center, um, and it ended up being like two hundred and fifty four pages or some shit. So that that is that was a crazy learning experience, man. Getting a book that size done. So, um, uh, and then also we got banned in China. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! What? What? So, yeah, yeah. We did. Uh, we went to print in China, and um, they decided it was kind of no fault of ours, but um, that there was a lot of shady shit going on with other people that are publishing a rated R comic book, and we got stuck in the middle of it. So the magistrate just said all these are fucking banned. So, um, oh. so we had to stop what we're doing and find uh, somewhere else to print, and then. Um, the, um, the printers I'm using that are um, they um, they're really cool and, and like and they they have printers all over the world so they're like we we can go to Singapore but it's gonna cost more and I was like <laughs> all right let's do it in Singapore so so yeah it ended up costing more but we got it done uh, I just now approved it's it's crazy how long these books take to print like I said I turned that shit in in like late January to start go to print yeah and I just got the final approvals to like this week. I just got the final approval. So now that, so now they're like, okay, we're going to start loading it all up. And on the 26th of May, it's going to go to go leave the port in Singapore and head to Chicago. 
And then on, on June 11th, it should show up in Chicago. And then, and then however long it takes them to see the, the, the pallets and then decide they're going to send them to Dan Mendoza's house. So, so it's like, this is like the longest I've ever taken to fulfill a Kickstarter. Holy so shit, dude. Learned on these, Cause I've never printed in, I've always printed, I always print in, in America and it's a quicker turnaround time, but it was the book this size. I, I had to go overseas with it. And yeah. It's a crazy learning experience, man, to see how long it really takes to make these books. You know, they're doing overseas stuff, man. But the book looks amazing. It's just like, fuck, that shit took almost a year now. But between the the thing that I always think of, I mean, between just your content, uh, you know, what you create, and and, and now you're telling me about the uh, the anthology and how you go about creating it, printing the book, backwards from manga stories is is being different a uh, a mandate for you like <laughs> um i i just i just make things that i like uh i i stay with the tradition um in 2009 i created a character uh, called zombie tramp um and i i had never made a comic book in my life i've always started comic books and never finished them yeah you know i i was the kid i was the kid that 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 you know would buy the how to draw comics the marvel way books and all that stuff and just learn all that shit you know and then um i was gonna work for marvel one day you know and then um, <laughs> and then you know I, I ended up i ended up just going uh wanting to be an animator instead I, I was into anime and i was into like you know batman animated series and i was into disney cartoons and stuff so i, I went that route and then uh graduated and decided i i don't i don't like working with people and then telling me what to so that didn't work well. So I, I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to comic books. And then, um, I, I made, I made Zombie Tramp, um, just as a portfolio piece to send to different, uh, companies to see if they would want to hire me to draw on their books. Yeah. Um, I didn't think, I didn't think they would take, um, Zombie Tramp seriously. You know, I, I wanted like something kind of grindhousey, a ridiculous name. Um, you know what I mean? And, uh, I just, I I just made something that I wanted to make. Yeah. So that that's that's the answer to your question. I, I just that's all I do traditionally now because of Zombie Tramp and the success that it's had. I I just stay with that tradition. I'm like, is this something that I like? Because I it doesn't it didn't matter at that time. I was just making a portfolio piece. I'm just gonna make something I like because at the end of the day, I'm not trying to make something that I think other people will like to yeah. try to make money. I'm I'm making something that I like because it's. If it doesn't do well, at least I made something that I enjoyed doing. Like you know, what I mean, it wasn't. It was fun when I did it. You know? Yeah. So. So, so has there ever now that you are, you know, making comics full time? This has been your your sole profession for how many years now? Has yeah. there has there oh man <laughs> has there ever been a moment where you said ah. Oh, Fuck, I'd really like to be doing a Batman story for DC. Or I, I have a great Spider-Man story. I wonder who I could pitch this to. Have you ever looked um, at, at any mainstream <laughs> comics and said, "I'd like to do I'd like to see about doing a story for that?" Um, I'm not about writing one, but maybe drawing one. Like I I would love to draw an issue of Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that's one of my things or like I would I would I always, I, I grew up loving Silver Surfer, but I don't know. I, I don't, I've never done an outer space book, so I don't know if I'm good at doing Kirby Crackles. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, 
I do I do love Conan and I you know and Conan is just up my alley you know yeah. you know buff barbarians and topless chicks and that cool shit. But, would, would it would it frighten yeah, would it frighten you to know that I could see you doing an Archie story? Oh, I do an Archie cover. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah for for whatever their anniversary their five hundred anniversary issue or whatever the fuck it was or one hundred for. I don't know, but it was like a, a big number, and they're all sitting on the on the lettering and stuff. Oh, I shit. did that for uh, AOD Comics, AOD Comics over there in Canada. Uh, I did, I did not know this. <laughs> yeah, or if I did, I, did, I forgot. Man. I did a, uh, I did a Vampironica, uh, and then I it was it was cool seeing a check get mailed to you with the little Archie logo. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> oh shit! Um, one of the I'm just dropping stuff here. If you if you heard noise in the background at one point a few minutes ago, that was me spilling half a glass of water and then having to clean it up before my computer. <laughs> I thought you were like, fuck no! I was like, this fool's making a sandwich. No, fuck making a sandwich. While he's talking to me. He's, fuck! I was trying to. I was hot water into his ramen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was trying to get something for. The, I was trying to get something to distract the cat, and I knocked over a glass of water, and I was like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" <laughs> I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna stop yeah, Dan on a roll. <laughs> just deal with it. That's what. Uh, that's that's what I got going on right now. I got this cat chasing the shoelace. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, back to the 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 Kickstarter for a second. Uh, two okay. things. One, have you? Uh, have you dealt with Diamond at all for any of your solo stuff? Not yet. No? Not yet. Um, Is it a yeah, thing you want to go do? That, I didn't in the beginning. I was just like, I'm over all this stuff. You know, I've, I've been to the Diamond Retail Summit and things like that. And I was just like, where's all the money going? Like, you know what I mean? I was like, I know it didn't go to this lunch that I'm eating. It was like terrible. But it's like, um, it was just kind of like, I don't know. I, I wasn't, I was kind of off. Off put by Diamond, um, but it, it's kind of like uh, it, it's a different. Like I, I, I have all the people that that frequent the Kickstarters and and or or my online store and things like that. But it's it's not those people aren't going to be the same people that go to brick and mortar stores, right? You know what I mean? So it's a different it's a different kind of audience. So in in order to engage with every single audience, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go through Diamond eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Just to get books, and, but I, I don't want. I'm not going to do single issues. I, I think all single issues will be Kickstarters, and then um, I'll just build trades, and the trades will be uh, submitted to Diamond. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the other the yeah. other thing that I noticed about all your Kickstarters, everything except for the anthology, the pre-set uh, goal always starts at eight thousand dollars. Yeah. What is the calculation? That brought you to eight thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, when I did the very first Sad Girl book, I I just kind of calculated in my head um, uh, how much it would take to make um, a couple hundred books. Okay. And mail them out. You know what I mean? And then yeah. so so now that eight that eight thousand dollar goal is now just a tradition. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. It's just a tradition. Yeah. But the tales of ill, the tales of ill, I sat down and I calculated that shit. Like, <laughs> I sat down and did the, I did the books, man. I did the books. I'm like, how much is it going to cost, you know, to make, 
you know, I mean, 1500 books. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Uh, how, how many hardcovers, how many trades, you know, a lenticular cover, you know what I mean? Plus shipping to everybody and stuff. Cause now, now like I'm, I've, I, you know, I've been sitting in the soil, man. I'm experienced. I, I know how much shipping costs for so many books and all that stuff. So I, just, <laughs> I really did math on that. And, and I'm still, it still ended up coming up short because I had to go to Singapore and pay more money. Right. It, it's, the first time you go into <laughs> the first time you go into that post office in Michigan with mm-hmm. like a a, a red fly uh, you know a radio flyer red wagon full of envelopes to mail out because that's how I that's really how I picture you is is pulling a little red wagon full of Manila envelopes and freaking out the lady behind the counter. Like how? <laughs> no, we we um we schedule a pickup, and oh. then they have to come pick up. Like yeah, um um, and our mailman our mailman is really cool. Um, uh, unlike some other mailmen we had in the past, but like this one's really cool. We schedule a pickup, and and like and uh, she doesn't care that there's like a hundred and fifty you know books or whatever, but <laughs> but she hasn't seen how it's gonna go down now when we when we're gonna have to ship out like. Uh, 700 orders, you know what I mean? So, 700 uh, yeah. hardcovers. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's, that shit's heavy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've been, I've been ordering, like, like when they were giving me dem- like samples of the book and how big it's going to be and all that stuff. I'm like stacking these up. I'm like, okay, what size box am I going to get? And I've got two, I got two different size box, three different size boxes for these things. Yeah. And, uh, and then I, I was like, oh, I'm not wrapping all these in bubble wrap. So then I, I was like, oh, I need to get something easier. So now it's just those bubble envelopes. So it's just, it, it's bubble wrap, but it's, it's fused together. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the soft packs. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. So we got that. So it's, it's that. And then we drop it into this, uh, this a giant kind of like a pizza box. Um, it's like a, it's like five inches tall and it's, you know, it's like, you know, well, like, what is uh, what what is the usual eight by ten or something? What is the usual print run for like like what was the print run for uh, for Sugar Pop two or for Sad Girl three? Um, on average, uh, our print runs about four thousand books. Oh shit! So yeah. So that's yeah. so that's that's a skid. That's coming to your house on a skid, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's going to be interesting when the first. Uh, huge thing when when those tales of ill books get here because those are going to be on pallets. Yeah, and it's kind of like I already had problems with a guy delivering stuff on a pallet one time, and he didn't want to come up our driveway, <laughs> and um, and he was gonna he's like I'm just gonna drop it off in the intersection. I was like, so then I go over there. I'm just like, hey man, like I go why can I go? You got a pallet jack right here, dude. Like like can't you just Bring it up my driveway, you know, and then he he didn't want it to go. My driveway's long, mm-hmm. <laughs> so he was like, like it, it takes it takes me like seventy two seconds to take out the trash. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting your you get your Fitbit like, getting your Fitbit steps in going for the mail. <laughs> yeah, but it's like he didn't want to do it, and then he's like, "You gonna help me push it up the the driveway?" I'm like, "Yeah, fucker, I'll push it myself." I'm just so I did, you know. Wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, so I, I was, why, why would he, why would you have to push it up the driveway? It's a fucking driveway. He didn't want to do it. Why didn't he drive he up the driveway? 
Oh, you can't. You can't on a big rig. It'll, it'll, the weight will. Oh, okay. Right? All right. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to come up on a pallet jack. So it's like because I had and then like right before the driveway starts. Right before the driveway starts, there's gravel, and that's why everybody gets mad. There's like all this fucking gravel. Because I remember when I had uh, when I had Heroes of Homeroom C come come in from Montreal, uh, it came on a truck and uh, it was uh, 21 boxes. And I think they were like 27 pounds each. And um, basically they they came in like they dumped uh the pallet we call it in, in Canada we call them skids uh they brought the skid in to my uh building's foyer and left the skid and then I have a I have a hand cart and I just started making trips up and down in the elevator bringing three four boxes at a time oh, yeah yeah and then you've been yeah. at my place you know you know what the and they uh yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then i just took the skid out back and dumped it with the uh you know in the in, in with the recycling or whatever i could not imagine yeah. you're getting 1500 copies of this hardcover and it's 250 a piece it's uh 250 pages it's each. 500 it's five 500 hardcovers and 1000 trades at 250 pages each that is yeah <sighs> That's a day's work, yeah. son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got, I got guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I have, um, I have three guys that, uh, are on call for when we're going to meet women. You know what I mean? And they'll, they'll come in and I, I pay them for the day. And yeah, you know what I mean? And, and they're, I, I get people that are, that know comic books. We, we, that was one of our big things. I'm like, if we're going to get, so especially, you gotta trust people because you got people working in your house. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, Cody Lockwood, one of my friends, he, he's one that he's, he's the man about town when it comes to comic books and everybody knows him. But, um, but yeah, he, he, he throws down and helps us when we do signings, when we do all this stuff. And, and, um, and he, he's like, I could recommend this guy and I could recommend this guy. And we're like, okay, sweet. Cause these are guys that used to work at comic book stores. They know, they know if a book looks like shit. Is like it got damaged, you know. They're they're going to actually look at things and give a shit. Yeah, that's cool. So, uh, with with the rotating uh, kickstarters, have you yeah. have you reached capacity for your work pace, or uh, um, or or even or for your Kickstarter audience's attention span? Um. Yeah. It it could. Just, just the pacing, like, I can't do more than four Kickstarters a year because, because then you're, because we always got overlaps of like a new Kickstarter starting, but the one previous hasn't been fulfilled yet. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you don't want to get people pissed off. You don't want people to say like, dude, you're on your fifth car Kickstarter and I'm still waiting for my the first. Yeah. First, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I'm nervous now because I'm two, I'm two Kickstarters in right now because I'm on, I'm on Sugar Pop three, but it's, um, but, you know, Sad Girl uh, Four is is gonna go to print this week, and then we're still waiting on Tales of Ill. So now it's like that's two Kickstarters people are waiting on. So it's like what the fuck? But you know, what I mean, but the Sad Girl, we'll we'll get that sent out way before the Tales of Ill even show up. Yeah. So it's guys, yeah, it's, it's I I get anxiety about it. I'm just like I don't want people waiting around. I don't want people 
Because I think if you have people waiting around too long on books, you, they start to then that's when they start to lose interest. That's when they're like, I can't depend on you, you know that shit. So yeah, yeah. It's uh, to to start it out. Uh, um, when I started doing all the Kickstarter stuff, uh, Brian Polito, man, he's he's cool as fuck, and he was just like, hey, do you need help fulfilling? Because we can do it for you. And I was like, hell yeah. And then you know you charge me a fee, and they were knocking it out for me. You know what I mean? And then so. So um, I would go there to do the signings. I would do all this stuff. And, but then now since we've moved far away, it's kind of like um, he showed me the ropes. So now we're basically emulating how they do business mm-hmm. uh, when they do fulfillment. So we're just going to basically copy it. So it's crazy. And we were talking about how uh, how you stay connected with your fan base and you, you know you're you're talking about uh live streams on your patreon which we will absolutely shill at the end of this um has the pandemic affected you or how has the pandemic affected you <laughs> um when conventions were all canceled uh we just started having our own conventions <laughs> we started you know what I mean? We're like, this was going to be WonderCon, and here's the exclusive. You know, this was going to be New York Comic Con, and here's the exclusive. Oh. You know what I mean? We would do it. Like, we would just do these shows like that, and like, and we would do we would do live video feeds on Facebook and and promote a, uh, an exclusive, and and we would we would leave it up for sale for about uh, five days, and then we would close out the sales and go to print on it. But you know, what I mean, we're, but you know, in between that, we would do a couple shows. Where like we do some giveaways, we do some trivia, or I do a show where I'm just doing a drawing session. I, I, we're trying to give them a feel of a, of a convention, you know what I mean? Like do some Q and A, talk to people, you know. Uh, so we were just doing it like that, and it was it was uh, the the most profitable a year I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> because well, you're doing you're doing these exclusives, and you're doing like you're doing these little live. Uh, internet shows and things like that so you're not paying for hotel fees you're not paying flights you're not paying for anything yeah shit i am i because i know that i am i gotta get my act together uh with with stuff i'm i'm starting to plan my next kickstarter which is my first kickstarter in like four years i'm long overdue man long overdue to put something new out and uh, one of the things I've thought about doing is just doing like a 24-hour live stream to close out the campaign. I saw, um, wow. yeah, I saw the Mystery Science Theater crew just finished uh, another Kickstarter. They raised 6.5 million, and uh, I watched. They did a, a a stream for their last five hours, so maybe I won't do 24. Maybe I'll do like eight. but uh but in 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 the last few minutes i watched as a hundred thousand dollars came in and put them over the 6.5 mark and it was just it was like yeah why the fuck would i not you know if i have the opportunity to do it why not do a live stream that connects with people on that last day and hopefully uh you know, maybe I'm answering questions about the book or fulfillment or whatever, but maybe I, I managed to draw some more people into the tent on that last day. So it's an idea. Um, okay. The, uh, one of the things I wrote down here that I had to ask you about is, uh, what it was like 
or what it's been like co-creating, working on a book with your lovely missus? Um, it's, uh, it's crazy, dude. Like, uh, when this all, when, when Cannibal Kitty first came about, um, it was, it was just going to be a side character in, in issues of Sad Girl. Mm-hmm. And then, um, we, we just bumped heads on, on ideas and storylines and things, things, uh, how these characters interact, you know, within, within that universe and things like that. So, so we figured the best way, the best way to not break up <laughs> really good is, is that she just writes a book herself. And then, um, and then I was like, I was like, you know, you, but you find someone to draw it. And then, and then it, as, as time went on, she's just like, I, I really want you to draw this. You know, because not only am I your girlfriend, I'm your fan, you know, and all, all that stuff. And I was just like, but yeah, it, it's, it's fun. Like it's a fun book to draw. Like it, and she had me drawing stuff I never thought I would draw. Like her, her mind is, is really in the, the hardcore rated R scene. You know what I mean? So I, I was drawing. That's, she's part of the reason I got banned in China. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, but yeah, it's, it's, they're good. They're cool books, you know, but it's, it's like, uh, as I get busier and, uh, and, and I have her, she draws too. And I, and I, I've been giving her lessons on things and, you know, yeah. just, you know, turnarounds, faces, face expressions and things like that. And as we go on, you know, I mean, it's, um, uh, eventually uh, she'll start inking stuff that I, that I do mm-hmm. for Campbell Kitty. And then, then after that, I start going into where she just starts doing the pages on her own. I think, I think that's, that's what we're thinking about right now. That's so. Okay, that is awesome. That is very, very yeah. awesome. But I, yeah. I, I've got to know when she hands you a script and yeah. says, "Here you go, get to drawing." When yeah. you, when you give it that first mm-hmm. read through, are you ever tempted to take a red line, a red marker to shit and say, "No, no, 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 no"? <laughs> like, I mean, where is, I, where, I where is, where is the line? The at the beginning, I did in the beginning, but yeah, I did in the beginning, but I I, I kind of learned to let go and, and let her do her thing. Um, you you, know, you learned to, you learned to let go. Hold on, you learned to let yeah. go because uh, because you trust in her vision, or you learned to let go because it's quieter around the house if you don't fuck up that way. <laughs> A little bit of both, but you know, I mean, but it's, it's, oh. When the days when the days over, Cannibal Kitty is not my character. That's her. She created yeah. she created Cannibal Kitty. So it's like, so who am I to say how she feels that character should go on its path? You know what I mean? So because I when I think about Cannibal Kitty, I I have lots of ideas where this character would go on a different path than than what she comes up with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I just I just learned to just just to you know just to see what she comes up with, and, and then when she gives me the script, um, uh, I always ask her to keep the script loose. Keep it loose where um, I can let me do the page breakdowns because I'm the one drawing it. Let me say how many panels is on this page. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she'll write me the whole script and I'll be and I'll go through it and I'll be like, okay, that's a page, and I'll start going through more and I and I start breaking it down myself. Um, usually when there's a fight scene, you know, I'll be like, um, you know, she could put in. I ask her, you know, just put in some key points of things you want to happen and leave me leave me ten pages of just nothing so I could just make a 10 page fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. And, and so that, I, I like that because she's having her, her creative freedom and I'm having my artistic freedom. So that, that works out. 
<laughs> and uh, uh, you brought uh, TM Chu back to work with you. Would work yeah, with TM no. Chu on on uh, on Zombie Tramp. And uh, yeah, what, what what? How hard was it to get TM Chu back on board to <laughs> to um, do? It some wasn't. Work? It wasn't too hard, but TM Chu, man, she, I've never met TM Chu. I talked to him on the phone like once in my life. A super, super quiet dude. Um, the thing is, is that, uh, it, it, he's hard to get a hold of. He doesn't answer emails. He's not, you know oh. what I mean? He's, he's one of those guys that never checks their, he rarely checks their emails and things like that. He's not, he doesn't respond right away. So it, it just took a lot of like me hitting him up on every single social platform that he's on. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, but the easiest, the easiest thing I, I, I offered him, I said, Hey, I, I you know, cause I, I really wanted someone to work on sugar pot because I can't, I can't draw every book. It's just, it's just too much work. So, mm-hmm. so I was like, I, if I get TM2 on this book, I think, I think they'll totally do the character justice. So I asked him and I was just like, Hey, I, one of the things I said, I go, this is only going to be four issues. You know what I mean? So he knows it's not forever. And, yeah. um, and then one of the things that I told him, I said, I, I said, um, um, <laughs> I don't know what to say, but, but I was just like, I was like, I would like you to do these four issues and I'll, and I'll pay you, uh, three times the amount that, that you got paid doing Zombie Trap. <laughs> and, <then he> and, <laughs> and, and then he was, he was good to go. But, you know, I mean, but that was, he was going to color it too. But then once he was like, I can't color it, you know, so then, you know, he took a, he took a bit of a pay cut, like a pay colorist. But, um, yeah. but yeah, it's, it was, that was, I think that was good because, you know, I, 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 I just kind of want to, well, the people I find, I want to pay them what they're worth, you know. No, that's good, man. That's good. Um, so I, even, I, even, what? uh, Sean Gabarin, real quick, Sean Gabarin did, did the whole build for a tell the ill because it's such a big book. And I, I knew it, I was just over my head on, on doing something like that. And he has experience and all that. So I was like, Hey, I go, would you want to build this book for me? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'll pay you, I'll pay you what you're worth, what you're worth, log your hours and stuff. And, and he was, he did it, man. And he logged his hours. And when it was all done, he's like, Hey, I'm going to send you an invoice. And I was like, yeah, okay. That's- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, and I, I try to pay people within like a day of the, then they send me the invoice. No, so no, this all has to be. It's, it's, you know, I mean, it's not a company. It's, it's, you know, we are a company, but we're not, we're not like a bunch of employees. So it's just kind of like, yeah, I see the invoice come in and, and I pay it. I don't, it's not this whole, it has to be sent to a certain person and they have 30 days to approve it and yeah. you know, all that stuff. It's just here it is. It's, it's pay it. You know? Well, uh, as of right now, because I just I, I went back to the page and the numbers turned over just a little more. Uh, yeah, I just saw that too. Yeah, fuck, dude. Four, you're 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 Sometimes three days stare. in. You're three days in. It's four hundred and fifty six backers. And uh, oh, I have to do this because it shows it to me in Canadian. Uh, oh, it, nice. It's Sunday night, so forty seven thousand four hundred and three dollars American. God damn, son! <laughs> um, sometimes I sometimes I I stare at the numbers and like I just sit there trying to will it to go higher. I'm just, doing it. I'm just like, I'm like, come on, dude! I'm like, I'm like, I got the other the other add on cover ready to go. Come on, why don't why don't you just go higher? And then it, sometimes it does. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> 
Fuck you and your success, you bastard. <laughs> I, I learned I learned that from uh, Nightmare Man. She's really into uh, all this all this cool witch witchy stuff, man. And yeah, kind of like if, how to how to make things actually like manifest and, and <laughs> reality, and and it's and it, it seems to it seems to work pretty well, man. And, I she, just, she goes on the extra mile. She she has cauldrons and stuff. She goes on the extra <laughs> mile. Like I, just, I, I don't, you know. I just she, I just like, imagine like you. Me. I just imagine <laughs> you staring at your screen with like two fingers on your on on the side of your head as your eyes bulge and like there's a theremin playing in the background. <laughs> and then the numbers spin and you're able to relax for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, as of right now, 10 Kickstarters in the middle of the 10th right now. We're barely into the beginning of the 10th, really. 6,330 backers spread over 10 Kickstarters, 803,000 bucks. It's, it's fucking, it's astounding. And it's uh, it's enviable and it's inspiring, you know. Like I mean, you you honestly are one of the people that I would tell somebody, look at what Mendoza's done, and and think about how to apply that to your uh, to your creativity yeah. to your life. Um, just yeah, and on the on the on the. On the face of, of, of people just browsing through my stuff, you know, um, the naysayers and things like that, where it's, it's just like, oh, he just makes smut. And, you know what I mean? And I don't, I don't make smut. Yeah, yeah, there's nudity and, and, uh, you know, my characters fornicate and, you know what I mean? It's, but it's not, there's nothing pornographic about it. It's nothing yeah. different than you would see on an episode of Game of Thrones. It's nothing different than something you would see in a Friday the 13th movie. Um, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, on, on the surface, people are gonna be like, "Oh, you know, this guy just likes to draw big boobs and all that stuff." But the, what what drew a lot of people in from on Zombie Tramp was that's that's how they saw it in the beginning, and then they picked it up for a cheap laugh, and then all of a sudden they became fans because there was actually a, a good story. Yeah, there was, they were like, and, and I would hear that I would hear that all the time. There was like. Um, you know, I, I just picked it up just because I thought it'd be fun and it is fun, but like, I really like the stories. I really like the stories and stuff. So, um, that's, that's what I try to do. I try to back up, I try to back up my, uh, my cheesecake with, uh, yeah. with some good stories. Well, it's, it's, I think it's really fantastic world building. And I mean, I, I, I made a point of asking you about the universe itself because, I think you do really great world building and some of your, you know, some of your characters, some of your stories get delightfully out of control, you know, but, <laughs> but it, they're able to do that because you have this solid base of a well thought out and sometimes, sometimes bizarre, but always well constructed universe for these wild characters to play in. Thanks. <laughs> oh, um, oh, he got all shy. <laughs> oh, he got all shy. Yeah, I get all shy. You um, get out of here. And I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, shucks. I can't take a compliment. 
what, what else is going on? How's how life aside from a constant merry-go-round of creation these days? Um, pretty good. Like, um, got a cat. Uh, yeah, we got a new cat, and, and now we got two cats and a dog. How do the cats and dog get along? Uh, nothing yet. Um, I got my cat is barricaded in my office uh, with a gate, so the the two cats smell each other. Mm-hmm. Um, our 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 adult cat he just hisses at him a lot, but he's kind of calming down. He's not hissing as much, um, so that's going well. Um, our dog is a big Doberman pincher, so <sighs> he his bark is so fucking loud when he sees the cat that the cat wants something to do with him, um, <laughs> but. But, but uh, the other, no, none of the cats want anything to do with them. That's just the way it is. Because he's just too fucking big. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he barks and he's, he's wagging his tail. He's bowing down. He's happy. But he's just so big and, and he slams his paws on the ground and it makes a big noise. You know, he's <laughs> like, who wants, no one wants to be around, no one wants to be around that. That's crazy, dude. That's intimidating, man. But yeah, this cat, uh, I think this cat will start being able to be less to walk around the whole house soon, hmm. hopefully. Um, but right now, he just stays in the confines of my office. And then um, I make, I uh, once a day, I make both cats eat together. Like yeah. they, they on, oppo- on opposite sides of the wall. So yeah. if they peek around the, the wall, they could, they could see each other. So they could, that's like a vulnerable state. Was, I've been reading about it. I don't know if you along with stuff, but. But yeah, it's just to get him to kind of eat together. So, so the, um, the, the, the adult cat, he's, he's the only one that makes noise. He's the only one that growls and stuff. So while he's eating, he's growling. He's going, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's just funny. I have actually, I, see, talking to you about yours makes me have this thought again. I've had, a little bit of a thought of I should get Chloe a roommate so that I <sighs> this cat is so fucking weird Dan I can't lure this cat I can't <laughs> convince this cat to get up and sit in the window and look at the world she she refuses she refuses cat TV I don't know I don't know if it makes her feel vulnerable or what it is but she she won't get up in the window. So she is dependent almost solely on me for her entertainment. And that's why, you know, I start talking to you and suddenly I'm getting, I'm just getting shoved in the leg. It's like she's jumping up with yeah. both paws and trying to shove me. Hey, pay fucking attention to me. And she's so goddamn cute. Yeah. She's so goddamn cute, but, you know, occasionally, occasionally, I need you to fuck off for five minutes. (laughs) Like, you have, you have so many mini tennis balls around the apartment. Just dig one out and run around with it for a while. She's, she was fine doing that for a couple of months, but now she's decided that I am, I'm better. Because I have, you know, like the wand with the streamers on it, and I can make that thing fly around, and she can jump after it. So my entertainment is better, and all I just want to get a hobby, sit in the window like a cat would, and look at birds or look at the neighbors, stare at the neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's funny, man. Yeah, both both of my cats like like to watch birds outside. Oh no, she's she. Uh, I left a trail of treats up on a chair, and then on the radiator, and then on the windowsill. And I've caught her sleeping on the chair, and she'll eat those treats. But the radiator, which is only um, two inches higher than the chair, she doesn't yeah. touch that shit. <laughs> she has like the the ones that I left on the windowsill are basically they're sun bleached now. She just she wow. she she's got nothing to do with the window. I'm like fuck. Can she just be a little more normal for me? <laughs> oh, but I love her. I'm so, I'm so happy. I haven't had a cat in 25 years. I'm so goddamn happy I got this cat. How old is this cat? She'll be two next month. She'll be two in June. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So she's. Pre- you had a, I thought you had a cat. I thought you had a cat when I crashed at your house. No, dude, no. Uh-uh. No. That was just you shedding. That was just That was just shedding. me. That was me. You have no idea how Dude, you have no... I walk around I I'm 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 like George the Animal Steel and I walk around with a shirt. I'm just there's just tumbleweeds of afro of body afro floating through the apartment like a western town. <laughs> do you still have that? Do you still have your 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 giant Lego city? Yeah, Otisburg. I'm looking at it. I moved it. I moved it. It oh. it, it changed sides of the apartment, so it's a, it's a much prettier oh, setup now, and it's much more full. And the cat doesn't fuck with it. No, she doesn't. That's the thing, man. She That's is only. Thing. She's been here for four months. She's only ever pulled uh, one piece of Lego down off of Otisburg. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, that, uh, so just, I'm like, could... <laughs> I'm, I'm lucky. I'm real lucky that she's not, you know, she's not the great destroyer. <laughs> yeah. The people, the townsfolk of Otisburg have been living peaceful lives. But on the other hand, <laughs> I'm, you know, cause I'm looking, I'm in my living room right now and I'm, I'm, I'm facing the windows and Otisburg is up against the one wall. Uh, with the small, the small window, the single window, and over to the other side is the double window, and that's the one I keep trying to lure her up into, and she just, she just has nothing to do with it, man. And if I tried to pick her up and wow. put, the last time I picked her up, um, she tried to amputate my left hand. <laughs> so, so I that's can't, crazy. I can't put her in the window. She has to, she's, she's got to decide. She has agoraphobia. Yeah. 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 What's, well, dude. Or, or fucking, uh, vertigo or something. <laughs> she has ver- yeah. My cat is James Stewart. My, my cat's a photographer in a wheelchair looking at a murder across the way. Um, no, she, uh, oh, that's rear window. I'm thinking about vertigo. Ah, oh, whatever. Fuck. I'm getting my Hitchcock movies mixed up. The important part is she won't sit in the fucking window, so the heat's on me to keep her entertained. <laughs> That's funny. She'll figure it out. Listen. This cat's doing pretty good. Huh? What? Uh, oh, I said, my cat's doing pretty good. I, I left him. We were gone for like three hours. Today, yeah. And usually I just put him in the bathroom because I'm, I'm paranoid of what he would do when I'm gone. Yeah. But I left him. I left him in my office, man, and he did do shit. See, I'm not par- I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not paranoid about what she'll do. 
I'm not worried about what oh, yeah. she'll do. She isn't. She she doesn't fuck shit up. She doesn't. She's she yeah. jumped on my desk once, and immediately turned around. It was like what the what the fuck's all this stuff up here? And turned around and jumped down immediately. <laughs> wow, um, that's cool. Yeah, she's she's very. Except for the sticking a claw in my leg to try and get my attention. She's really, really mild mannered. So, uh, she'd wow. rather, she, she'll, 1 a.m. will come and that's when she'll get the zoomies and she'll run around the apartment like an idiot. But I'm always up at that, I'm always up at that time anyways, man. So 20 years of working, uh, working nightclubs. So. I, I don't, she yeah. can run around until five in the morning. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> yeah, not us. I'm just like, okay, you're going to bed now. Yeah. <laughs> My, uh, we're on a schedule. We're on a schedule because the dog, the dog's on a schedule. The dog goes to bed at nine. Um, he, he sleeps in his, he's crate trained, so he sleeps in his crate. Yeah. So, um, she has to be taken out of his crate at seven thirty in the morning. To the <laughs> oh. So it's like, so that's that's our day, you know. What I mean, like, um, we have to be up by seven thirty. Oh, jeez, my uh, yeah. my stepmom, um, my she and my dad have a cat, and they go to bed like ten o'clock, and then she gets up at about one o'clock, and puts the cat in a room in the basement because otherwise, this like cinder block fat lazy cat goes nuts in the night suddenly this cat gets all the energy in the world and my dad's gonna be 80 this year okay <laughs> wow he loves having the cat but you know not so much at one thirty-two in the morning when you're acting like a fucking asshole <laughs> <laughs> so the cat gets uh the cat gets roomed the cat goes back to its cell at 1 a.m. Uh, but, yeah, like I say, 25 years I didn't have a cat. I'm so happy to have this cat now. And I got I got another decade or so. Uh, this is one of those, you know, her life expectancy is 12, and mine mine will run out right around the same. <laughs> mine will run out around the same time. We're in, It's a race. Like who's who's gonna be who's gonna be left in this apartment? Me or the cat? I get a feeling it's gonna be. The, I, I think it's gonna be the cat. I better store up some post dated checks so the cat can live here after I'm gone. <laughs> Do you remember when I when I first when I first went over there and I saw a black squirrel and I was like, what the fuck? Like I've never seen a black squirrel before. You like, yeah, this is in Canada, man. There's fucking black squirrels. You only like, had red squirrels, here, right? Is it red squirrels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that I'm in Michigan, there's fucking black squirrels everywhere. I'm like, oh shit, they straight cross the border. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's and there's a Tim Hortons, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> All my American I my, friends. I grabbed my Tim bits. Yes. I grabbed my Tim bits and there's little little freaking uh, maple leaf on it. I'm like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All all my American friends get addicted to Tim bits. But I remember, I remember you being freaked out by the squirrels, and and I told you, I don't know if you remember, that Toronto has a handful of white squirrels, which is oh, shit. even uh -huh. freakier. 
My uh, my mother That's used to work. Crazy. My mother used to work uh, a hospital uh, in the West End of Toronto, and on the grounds they used to have. Maybe it was more than one, but you know, who's going to tell squirrels apart? They they had a white squirrel, and it became so famous and so beloved that there, they, I guess there was more over the years. When they uh, when they renovated, when they uh, did construction on the grounds of the facility, they added like three little side roads and a bunch of buildings. And one of the one of the side roads is now called White Squirrel Lane. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's so funny. White Squirrel Lane. Uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a famous thing here in Toronto. Is uh, <laughs> is there's a there's a a small population, I guess, of white squirrels. So wow, I gotta I gotta check one out. Now. Those are the yeah. That, that's the uh, that's the, think about it as the, the the limited variant edition. Yeah, right. It's, yeah, it's like a hollow foil. We're just gonna get. We're gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna hold a squirrel and Bill McKay can sign its belly, and then we'll uh, yeah, and then we'll put it on the Kickstarter. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll put a remark on it. <laughs> just number, just number it on the ass with a red marker. Man, is that something crazy? Uh, freaking remarks, like where the remarks just came about one day, where someone's like, "Hey, can you do a quick little doodle on this comic book?" And then it became a thing where it's like, "I don't have enough money to pay for a full commission, but it, I'll pay them this much to do a little doodle on my fucking comic book and then sign it." And it just became this thing. Dude. Yeah. You know, um, such a trip. I think one of the first people I ever saw doing that was uh, Matt Fraction. Matt Fraction, mm. uh, he, here in Toronto, Fan Expo Canada, one year, he uh, he had a table in Artist Alley. So, like, there would be people who just didn't know, like, didn't know who they were seeing. They were just seeing somebody, right? And they do you do yeah. sketches, and uh, and Fraction. <laughs> Fraction offered to do one of two sketches for people. You e- he either did a crappy ghost or a crappy elephant. <laughs> and that's how he described them. And I think if I if I think that's if I look so through funny. if I look through my books here somewhere, I have a I think I have a sketch cover of an X-Men that he wrote that has a crappy ghost on it. <laughs> Because <laughs> it was like yeah, it's funny because I see I see those crazy in depth ones people do like a remark I'm like bro they it's, it's a fucking commission dude they they fucking paint the area white let it dry then they start drawing over it and all that oh, stuff fuck like, that what the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> like like the idea for me the idea of a remark is something I can knock out in in six seconds yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it should take like it should take like three times as long as me signing something. My you know? my remark is uh, I uh, I like like fraction. I offer um, crappy Batman, crappy Wolverine, <laughs> or crappy crappy Captain America. That's wow. what you get. I I do um I could do a side profile of any character I created. <laughs> I just I do like a side a quick it's like a quick sketch of the side view of their face. It's, it's, not, it's just it's just and it's not sketchy looking. It's actually it's just solid lines. Bam, 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 bam. You know? so it's a short 
it's a shorthand version of any any character I created inside view of the face. <laughs> I mean, I Bill McKay was just drawing eyeballs. Done. Like hell yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing uh I'm gonna start doing single panels of like Garfield comic strips, and fans will have to get together in groups to read the whole strip. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was gonna be sad if that didn't pop you. I was gonna be sad if the, if I didn't get a pop for that. <laughs> he's like talking. Is one he's talking to Odie? Then he he's it, the fan has to find the other guy. Where where? where you see what happens? I mean, what happens when John sits down? <laughs> what I should do is I should draw two strip. I should draw two panels, and then draw a blank panel for a third panel, and just and write in my website address. Do what you do. You do. You do. Uh, you do two panels, and one of them you draw in, the other one you leave blank, and then you give it to them, and then you say, and you, when they, they ask you about the blank panel, you just say, "See you next year." <laughs> <laughs> to find out what happens. To I'll find out what happens. Year. Then you have to come back. Come back to Fan <laughs> Expo Canada 2022. <laughs> there you go. Okay, this is making me sick, dude. Two more people have... Uh, I turned away and two more people have signed up on Sugar Pop 3. The fuck, man? <laughs> Do me a favor. Stop making money. It's hurting my feelings. Looking at it. Oh, that's... <laughs> I just wait because I, I get eager. I get eager when I'm just like, I just want to release the next cover, you know, but it's like, I, I just... You know what I mean? And then some people are like, oh, I'm not going to add... I'm not going to add on any thing until everything's up yeah you know? and then mm-hmm. you got some people that that you know they add it as soon as it comes you know and those are the best people because that's that's how you get your numbers up and that's how you get people interested yeah yeah oh shit all right god damn damn mendoza you lovely man you <laughs> <laughs> tell uh tell people where they can uh they can find you on social media and uh where to find yeah. the kickstarter for sugar pop three Sure. Uh, if you go on Kickstarter, you just type in Dan Mendoza and it'll come up with everything that I've done. Yeah. You just type in uh, Sugar Pop and you'll see Sugar Pop 3 right there. Um, the, the, the image on the banner is, is, uh, is, um, it's a homage to Uncanny X-Men, uh, John, uh, John Romita Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, homage. And it's, uh, yeah, that one with Magneto and Shackles and stuff. But, um, but that, that's how you identify it. Um, all my socials, the the Instagram, the Facebook, the Twitter, it's all Art of Dan Mendoza. And uh, even my Patreon is Art of Dan Mendoza. All right. Fantastic. So uh, look for Dan. Support the Kickstarter. Help Dan make good, weird stuff. <laughs> you will not yeah, be disappointed. That'd be, that'd, that'd be nice. Yeah. That'd be nice of, of them. <laughs> 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 Don't sell it too hard, okay, kid. You know you're gonna. You're gonna, you're gonna <laughs> yeah, if, you know what I mean. If, if you like, if you like uh, animated series looking kind of artwork, um, you know, with a with a dash of anime, um, you know what I mean, and and just just good escapism stories, um, then yeah, this is always something up your alley. So. <laughs> All right, I think buddy. I think th- I think that's. I think that's what's lost in politics these days. Yeah. There's no more escapism. Are you are you reading anything these days? Uh I only read uh mangas. 
Yeah. Right now. Okay. Yeah, I don't read. I don't read. I don't read American comic books anymore. Um, I, last thing I read, just because I like the artist Trad Moore, he did a run on Silver Surfer, so I read that. Hmm. All right. No, hey, I'm with you. I can't. Crazy. I can't. There's so little that motivates me to uh, to sit down yeah. and, and and read a new comic, and it's usually it's usually Kickstarter yeah. stuff. It's usually stuff. The last thing I read was uh, Mother Trucker from Andy B- Belanger. And I couldn't fucking think of what the last thing I read before that was. I reread Invincible. The one I got. There was one. Oh, I read. Um, what the hell is that? That first thing uh, Trad Moore did, where it was like the North Star. What the hell was it called? Like, I forget. Where it was like a geeky kid, and he just kept being like huge and buff, and he's fighting all these like immortals. So, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it, it, it that was some cool shit, and then it kind of sucked afterwards it wasn't it didn't end as good mm. but um there's one that i read that was cool i'm trying to find it real quick um it was on indiegogo and uh what the hell is it called it was called like brutus or something like that and there's a guy with a big pompadour and he was really buff it looked like kind of like a kind of a, um, a simon beasley style book it was really it was really cool looking okay huh. yeah but that was good stuff, but yeah, I just I like you like like if I I support a Kickstarter, I I I never read the books that when they come in the mail, I, I always read the digital version. Yeah, because I'm always at my desk, you know. And then um, same thing for Anna for uh, Japanese mangas. I don't like I don't like the feel of newsprint on my fingers. It's disgusting. So I only read digital. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna fight you on that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not here to fight you. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, damn it! Like it's like that what? now. For, it's like that now for everything. Sorry. <laughs> it's like that now for everything. I have to wear a glove. I have to wear a glove if I draw on paper because it's yeah. <laughs> Don't Jesus! Don't turn into Howard Hughes, okay? Yeah, I, I'm gonna just uh, wrap tissue boxes around my feet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll escape in the spruce moose. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I went Simpsons. I went Simpsons there. All yeah, right. that was funny. All right, Dan Mendoza, Jesus, buddy, uh, thank you very much for uh, coming back to the Handsome Genius Club Radio yeah, Show. Fun times. <laughs>